Is this year the year the Eagles quarterback, Jalen Hurts, wins MVP? We're going to give our picks and other major awards on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Let's roll. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, football fans, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. We are one week away, football fans, from the start of the NFL season, and that makes it a perfect time for me and Alex to go on record with our MVP picks, our Offensive and Defensive Player of the Year picks, our Offensive and Defensive Rookie of the Year picks, Coach of the Year, all of that. We're going to give our selections on today's show. Before we get into it, thank you guys for making the Locked On NFL Podcast your first listen every day, Monday through Friday, NFL content all year round and always for free. You're not going to beat that anywhere else, so make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed, where it's your team every day here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. But Alex, I'm not going to waste any time here. I'm going to dive right in with my prediction for MVP. I teased it at the beginning of the show. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, you could see it on the side of the screen. Jalen Hurts is my pick for MVP. What seems to happen every single year is there is a quarterback who's been appreciated before, but has never really gotten the award. And everybody seems like they're going to get their just due eventually. I think the Eagles have a great roster. There's not a ton of competition in the NFC. And I think Jalen Hurts is talented enough to have a great dual threat year, again, throwing the football and scoring touchdowns with his legs. He may pare down the running just a little bit, but I think this year is the year where the Eagles go 14-3 and again, and Jalen Hurts is obviously a great player, and he's the logical choice for MVP. So I'm going to go Jalen Hurts getting his. It's interesting you say logical when you didn't mention the best quarterback in football. And that fatigue. Would be That's Mahomes. part of my argument. Is Patrick okay. Mahomes' fatigue, I think, may set in. Do you think I'm wrong? Aaron Rodgers won a whole bunch of MVPs. I don't think I don't think fatigue has to do as much in the NFL as it does in the NBA. I think people agree, appreciate greatness a lot more in the NFL because there's so many more people on the field because there's so like it's just it's different. Okay, with with Patrick Mahomes, he's the best player, and they got the best coach, arguably, and they're Super Bowl champs. So until somebody takes that from him. at least in the regular season, it's Patrick Mahomes. Now, there is an honorable mention here, and it's funny how the storylines, narrative, I hate that term that people use, but storylines surrounding this player have shifted, and he's becoming more likable because he's been on hard knocks for the last several weeks. If the Jets win the AFC East, Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers will win the MVP. It doesn't matter how it happens. It doesn't matter why it would happen. This and... This would be the most well-deserved MVP that he's had in his career. So while he's built this poor me 
poor, sappy kind of thing in Green Bay. Why is this always happening to me? Because you did all of it. Now, if he takes that role and they win where he'll he'll be happy, he'll be likable to some people, and he'll win the MVP. That would be the dark horse, but a lot of things need to happen for the AFC East to end up uh, with the crowns being put on the New York Jets for that to happen. Yeah, you're 100% right. And it it reminds me of the the Garfield meme where it's like, keep out, you know, and it's Garfield's face. And he's like, wait, who's that for? You know what I mean? That's the Rodgers situation with playing woes me. That's what I was thinking about. You know, what's funny is Rodgers was a guy that I thought in my mind as I was walking down, but I didn't didn't feel, I guess, uh, committed to it enough to actually say it. I'm really glad that you brought it up. That's You make some excellent points, and they want him to do well in New York. And I agree that if he even gives them a smidgen of what people expect, they're going to want to reward him for it. I do want to mention one last player, and that's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow returned to practice for the Bengals on Wednesday. And I think that if he plays the entire season and the Bengals look good again, it may be a situation where, you know, Joe Burrow is another guy like Jalen Hurts who gets his respect, considered one of the top quarterbacks in the league. And it may just be his time to get one because, I know you made the argument against fatigue, but, you know, Mahomes has two now. And while I think he could get it every single year, it's like LeBron. You know, eventually the the awards are given by media. And media at the heart of a media person loves a good story. We admit that all the time on this show. We love a good narrative, a good story. And I think that getting away from Mahomes allows no. them to craft some more ones. But, I mean, obviously he's going to play well enough to be in the conversation all along. Now, so. and one quick thing, really interesting about this year, there's, there's two names that are, you know, one is Josh Allen, who was the, you know, the supposedly the heir apparent to Patrick Mahomes last season, didn't necessarily pan out. Right. Justin Herbert, another one where you've got these two top-tier guys who are directly correlated to their mm-hmm. performance and winning with the head coach's job. So if yeah. Sean McDermott, like say they don't win, moving on from Sean McDermott would not be the craziest thing. Brandon Staley a lot easier with the Chargers. If they miss the playoffs, Brandon Staley's gone. So if either of those guys win the MVP, you know, they have an outside chance, like that's going to be wrinkles down that entire organization and not just, you know, a team winning a bunch of games and the quarterback winning the award. Like, I mean, Sean McDermott and Brandon Staley can both be out of jobs after the season. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it would be more shocking that McDermott is out of the job. Right. But yeah, and sure. I, I think it's more, you know, like you're saying, it's more likely to see Staley out of the job. But I think both of, and we compare those teams a lot on the show because both of them have like similar elements. But you know, to use like a Pokemon reference here, like the Bills are like the more evolved version of the Chargers right now. They're they're a better, more skilled version. And um, you could tell that Alex is a little bit older than me, not appreciating the reference yeah. quite not as much, a- but before a war has started here, uh, we will move forward. We talked MVP. We got to talk offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, might throw in coach of the year as well, and then the rookies on both sides of the ball. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can be on everything from spreads, 
to player props, and more, visit FanDuel slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Alex, let's continue today's edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is a Thursday edition. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler Rowland, insider here, local expert for the Locked On Titans podcast. We have Alex Clancy, your local expert for the Locked On Cardinals podcast. I'm at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. He's at Clancy's Corner. Make sure you follow us and all the content that we're putting out throughout the year. But getting back into the NFL-centric conversation, we talked about possible MVP picks. Now I want to move to Offensive Player of the Year. And Alex, I went first with MVP, so I'll let you go ahead and start with who you think might bring home the Offensive Player of the Year award. And as a reminder, of course, last year, it was Justin Jefferson and the Minnesota Vikings, who eh, I guess maybe he could repeat as well. Yeah, you know, there's so many different ways to go with this. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you're not going to get an offensive lineman to an Offensive Player of the Year. I I mean, you're not going to get, like, with quarterbacks, normally the offensive player of the year doesn't win the MVP. So it's just like, you know, right. it, it, it's a little different. Now, for me, I think this is the Jamar Chase year. I think Dude. this is the year. Yes, I, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So this is the year where injuries, whatever, like he need, like him and T. Higgins need each other so much to do exactly what both of them do with a bona fide one and a bona fide top tier two, if not low end wide receiver one, that it's just serendipitous. They do different things. They've got different bodies, but let me tell you, Jamar Chase, Lamar Jackson, um, Rob Gronkowski. Remember, we always talk about these guys that just make it effortless when they're running in space and Jamar Chase, Tyreek Hill may be the fastest, but Jamar Chase looks like he's just hitting the fast forward button when he runs. It's yeah. he's like a he's like a, a duck on top of water with you know looking very like gliding atop while I, running like crazy underneath. So I and you know what? It'd be great for football if it was Jamar Chase also. So like I hope that I hope it's Jamar Chase and I think it will be. You know what's crazy? That was a hundred percent my pick. Jamar Chase is who I think has a great chance to win. I think a name that you dropped in there, Lamar Jackson. I yeah. have the Baltimore Ravens winning that division this year. And if they do that and Jalen Hurts wins MVP, I think Lamar Jackson would be in a great spot to win Offensive Player of the Year. Now, the thing that I think about is with Todd Monken as the new offensive coordinator coming over from Georgia, maybe, maybe they're not as interested in running the ball with Lamar Jackson, which would hurt his chances to win that award. But I definitely do think that makes a ton of sense. Jamar Chase is an awesome pick. Trying to think of a player who could maybe jump up and, and have an impact who we didn't expect. And I think maybe a guy like Najee Harris from yeah. the Steelers. He's going to get the work. If the Steelers are improved, like imagine if the Steelers go 10 and 7 or go 11 and 6 and have a great year. And, you know, Kenny Pickett is going to be viewed as a game manager. He's not going to be viewed as like an elite quarterback that's driving the bus. You could see like a guy like Najee Harris who would have a, a better ability to run the ball if the Steelers are improved on the offensive line. We know he's going to get a ton of work constantly, and he's a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. So just thinking of a running back who could maybe take that next step into kind of superstardom, I think it could be a guy like like Najee Harris. Uh, do you have any other offensive yeah. suggestions? Yeah, Jalen Waddle. because this is the thing. This is the I was time almost going to say Tyreek, but I like that. So with Tyreek Hill, so like 
every year will this continue will he get faster every year as he gets older <laughs> and then one day receivers aren't as fast as they were it seems to happen overnight it seems to happen while you go to sleep you wake up week one oh no where did 10 percent of that speed go and Tyreek Hill is a great route runner. He runs like he's an out. Uh, he plays like he's a true six three outside receiver. But he's what five ten, five nine. Right. So right, Steve right. Smith has done it. He played till he was in his late thirties with Baltimore. Like we've seen fast guys stay fast. But it would be better for Miami if they just let Jalen Waddle eat as the one because he may be the fastest in line runner in the NFL. You know. So and he's got like that was a weird pick. At the time when Miami drafted him, it's like, wait, they just mm-hmm. traded back from three. They got him at what? It's six. It's like yeah. Jalen Waddle didn't show superstardom in Alabama. He was a star. It's like, all right, the next Alabama receiver is going to come out and he'll be fine. Look what's he happened wasn't to Jerry the Judy. top wide receiver at Alabama that year. It was right. Devontae Smith. Right, exactly. So he comes out and it's like, oh my, what have they done? And now seeing him as being the next guy just kind of makes come some sense to me just out of nowhere into superstardom, as you mentioned. Yeah, no, I hear you, and him being younger than Tyreek Hill gives him more incentive to kind of, you know, go absolutely full throttle all the time, where Tyreek Hill is a veteran who, you know, may just be like, eh, I know better than to do that. I'm going to keep it down a little bit. But moving over to the defensive side of the ball. And uh, I think this we'll agree one is on tough. This, one too. Oh. this one's tough. There's, there's a lot of options, but I'm going to keep coming back to this guy until he gets one. And it's Micah Parsons. Yeah, me too. I, I, he's just got so much <laughs> versatility. And if they let him rush more and he gets, you know, more than 15 sacks with the ability to play off ball as well. I mean, Nick Bose is a great pick. My secondary pick would be Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. I think that Miles Garrett is absolutely phenomenal. If I was building a team on the defensive side of the ball, I might start with Miles Garrett. That's my personal opinion. I I am a Miles Garrett truther for sure. But I would say Micah and one big thing for defensive player of the year. Defensive football is so hard to, to know. For a casual person watching, who's good and who isn't? There's so much that goes into it that's more than stats, which is different than than offense, really. I mean, obviously, that's the case on offense, but the stats speak more on offense to production than they do on defense all the time because Michael Parsons could be in the backfield and get of 100 pressures but only get six sacks because he's the initial pressure and it forces the quarterback into somebody else. You know what I mean? So I think one of the big factors with Parsons is he already has a public persona. He already has the public on his side. People think Micah Parsons is the next guy. And there's some self-fulfilling prophecy in there from the media where they're like, hey, he had a really good season. Maybe him and another guy had similar seasons, but we think Micah Parsons deserves it. We've been calling for him to get it for a while. So we're going to give it to him. You know, I think something like that could happen with Micah Parsons as well. Well, well yeah, and you, you left out the most important part. He plays for the Cowboys. They need as many positive yes, Cowboy storylines as possible, yep. you know? Right. So the thing is, I think it's Micah Parsons too, and I don't think that's a lazy thought. I think it's a look at exactly what the tea leaves are reading up until now, and this is explosion year. And he's yep. got, you know, they've got Stephon Gilmore and Trayvon Diggs now. They've got guys in places that will allow him to live to his skill set, which is broader right. than many in his position. And the most important, like, remember when I mentioned uh, first segment about um, Josh Allen and Justin Herbert being tied to their coaches' jobs for this year, potentially. Right. How much easier it'll be for Dak Prescott in this offense to execute 
when they have a defense they can trust. And if you have a guy like Micah Parsons, who could be the second coming of Lawrence Taylor with the impact he could have on defense, if that's his trajectory, and I'm not comparing him directly, Giants fans, relax. The talent is there, is all. Right. But he's got, and and the fear, and the, the scheming that's needed. I mean, it affects the entire the entire scheme, not just the offense for the opposing teams. It's like, all right, so if there's short fields, if there's three and outs, how are we going to do this on defense? So, yeah, I think it's Michael Parsons. And you know what? With the stuff that happened in college that kind of got expunged, he's everything he's done since he's come to the NFL is shown that he could be the new face of the defensive side of the football in the NFL. And that's what you want. It's, it's an everybody's dream here. And because yep. it's the Cowboys, even though they shouldn't be America's team because they haven't done anything in 30 years, they're America's team, so it'll be great for storylines that way. And an oh, honorable Alex. mention, just real quick, an honorable mention. Um, I feel like I almost said Sauce Gardner. Um, That's, I, dude, we are simpatico right now. I was waiting for you to wrap up your point because I wanted to say before we move forward, one last thing is Sauce Gardner. It's again. The New York Jets media love affair that's going on this year. He's going to have eyes on him. If he gets six or seven interceptions, they win the division. I I am 100% with you. Sauce Gardner is, is the other honorable mention here well, because and, there's got to be one defensive back. And for them this year, it's the opposite of what I just said about Michael Parsons with the offense. They are going to have a good offense this year, which will make his job easier. So they're not going to have as many three and outs to get back on the field. It's not going to have as many short fields with Mike White and Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson. I mean, ooh, the you can take more chances because you trust Jets. your offense. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. All kinds of stuff. I mean, it's, oh man, I'm so excited for the season. So much happening. We're going to continue our picks for the awards here. We're going to talk offensive rookies. We're going to talk defensive rookies. So a lot to discuss here in just a moment. Final segment here, Tyler, Roland, at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Monday through Friday, free and available. All of your Titans news, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Alex Clancy, Clancy's Corner, uh, Locked on Cardinals. Every Arizona Cardinals piece of information come to me Monday through Friday, free and available, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. We've hit MVP. We've hit Offensive uh, Defensive Player of the Year for 2023. Our predictions as we're a week away from kickoff. I mean, who would have thought the Detroit Lions would be this like the first game, you're excited to watch Detroit Lions three or four years ago. It's insane. Right now, right. let's hit the rookies, offensive and defensive rookie of the year predictions. Tyler, I went first last time, or I went second. You give me your offensive rookie of the year prediction, please, and let's see if we can go from three for three to five for five on exactly saying the same players that we right. think will win. Well, here's what I would say: it is going to be difficult to beat out a quarterback. And with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson all starting, they're going to have a full season, okay, of opportunity to get the award. So it's going to be hard to beat them out. But I think it's going to happen. And I got B. John Robinson running back from the Atlanta Falcons winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. People love B. John. Uh, he's going to be able to run the ball. He's going to be able to catch the ball out of the backfield. The Atlanta Falcons don't have some awesome quarterback who it's going to be like, oh, well, he's good, but it's just because the quarterback is good. Bijan Robinson has the ability to carry the Atlanta Falcons offense. And if they make like a wild card spot or get really close and he has 1,300 rushing yards and 500 receiving yards and double-digit touchdowns, 
I think it's Bijan Robinson. So that's where my pick's going to go. I don't think any of the quarterbacks are going to do super well this year team-wise. So I'm going to go with Bijan Robinson. Yeah, it's interesting because you mentioned the quarterbacks. It's like none of the quarterbacks are in the best spot. So Frank Reich is a good coach. Okay, Bryce Young is probably going to be a project. I still don't understand the pick. I, I understand that he's Greg Maddox with his placement. I understand he's elusive in the preseason. But when you see a big 260-pound linebacker running at him, I mean, and he's a lot smaller than that, we'll see. Uh, C.J. Stroud is kind of the obvious choice for me if you're going to pick a quarterback, even though Anthony Richardson may have a higher ceiling. But D'Amico Ryan's defensive-minded head coach, I don't necessarily know how that's going to work. I'm not going to pick Bijan Robinson, but I am going to pick a non-quarterback, and it's Jameer Gibbs because Jameer Gibbs has the best offensive situation of the five players that we mentioned. He is a piece of a cog that seems to be emerging as one of the better offenses that we'll see over the next couple seasons, depending on what happens with Jared Goff, et cetera. Jameer Gibbs fits into that offense well. I know that they seems like they drafted him a little bit highly, uh, you know, a little higher in the draft than people said initially, but I think the kid's an absolute stud. And it's a lot of times like I call it the Russell Westbrook effect, Russell Westbrook effect, where in college, like he was a piece. He was a firecracker, but when he get to the, the actual next level, it's like, oh, now you get to spread your wings and be your true, you know, your true stud self. And I think that's going to happen with Jameer Gibbs. Now, I know that we didn't mention any wide receivers. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Geno Smith, Quentin Johnson, 88 other receivers in, in, uh, in, in LA. And he was playing in the final preseason game when the others were sitting. Yeah. You know, it's so, it's Kirk Cousins. So you don't really know what it's going to be with the receivers. As we both mentioned, running backs will touch the ball more. And I think that we're on the same plane there as it being a non-quarterback. So as we pivot to the defensive side, this is where it gets a little bit more fun. There's some obvious names, some not so obvious names. Tyler, who are you sticking and picking with as a defensive rookie of the year prediction? I think defensive rookie of the year is tough. Um, I don't know that the Texans will be good enough for Will Anderson to win that mm-hmm. award. Uh, Devon Witherspoon got a late start in Seattle. Those are two top five picks on the defensive side of the ball. Tyree Wilson with the Raiders also got a late start with a foot injury that he was coming off of. Uh, Jalen Carter in Philly is an option. Those are the top 10 defense picks that were in the top 10 on defense. But Jalen Carter is on a stacked line in Philly, and I don't know that he's going to get the reps or the production needed to win that award. I'm going to go down a little bit further, and I'm going to go with Joey Porter Jr., the cornerback who was drafted first pick of the second round by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number one, again, I come back to it. The media loves a good narrative. And Joey Porter Jr. playing for the Steelers, the team that his dad got famous on, I think that could have a lot of pool and media hearts. Also, I think Joey Porter Jr. is a guy who's NFL ready. He can come in right away, slot into that lineup. And Pittsburgh has a really good defense. And they got a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick in the backfield on defense, probably the best safety in the NFL. And I think it's going to cause people to maybe challenge the outside more than the middle for the Steelers. And I can see a guy like Joey Porter Jr. having quite a bit of interceptions this year. So uh, I'm going to go with Joey Porter Jr. as uh, kind of an under-the-radar guy who could win Defensive Rookie of the Year. You know what? We're picking different players, but we're picking the same position again. So this was a guy that I pined for the Cardinals if they were to trade back to draft 
um, before you know they got the sweetheart deal from the Texans. I even pined for the Cardinals to trade back into the first round to draft this guy because he was dropping, and it's cornerback out of Oregon, Christian Gonzalez, Gonzalez. with Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick hasn't had a right. top-tier corner ever. You know, Stephon Gilmore started in Buffalo, I think, right before he went there. Uh, Malcolm Butler was undrafted. He was a late draft pick. Like, Bill Belichick hasn't had talent coming out of college from the cornerback position like Christian Gonzalez. I had Brad Spielberger on, who's a rising star with pro football focus. I had him on months ago. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about it, and he's like Christian Gonzalez. I'm like, who's about Christian Gonzalez? He would not stop. And it's now it's a running joke with me and him on Twitter. Anything he asks, I just say Christian Gonzalez, whether he's talking about food, drink, whatever, <laughs> because he says this guy is going to be the guy in this in the secondary, you know, in the cornerback room for this draft. And I believe him. I've, been, I've watched tape. I loved him to go to the Cardinals if, you know, if, if the timing was a little different the picks were a little. And cornerbacks uh, always do well in New England. You're right. They've and had good cornerback play for a long time. And you're – truth herself of you know bailey zappy is no longer there so that oh, means that they trust mac jones Practice. that means that they trust that offense with ramondre and zeke and juju right. and you know whoever else they have this is sneakily offensively for the patriots maybe it's it's the best offense they've put out there since tom brady left that's obvious i mean with zeke and ramondre by themselves that's a one-two punch right. it's probably top 10 in the it's nfl it's all about the o-line for them right yeah really, for sure but then, but then you add the defensive prowess they kind of got away from the Patriots a little bit because they were on the field so much last year that adding a Christian Gonzalez, I think, is an absolute home run. And I think he's defensive rookie of the year in 2023. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a lot of potential to do it. And he's obviously in a good system to get the best out of him as well. But with that being said, that is our official picks. Alex, real fast, we'll just do this real quick. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. I am going to go... This is tough. This is tough. This is really I'm gonna go Mike Tomlin. I'm gonna go Mike Tomlin. I think I think the Steelers have a chance to go 10 and 7, 11 and 6. I'm gonna go Mike Tomlin. I'm gonna go John Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah, I thought you would make fun of me if I went hardball. Okay, all right, fair enough. Hey, not if you, we're in not a similar if you're able spot. to change. They need they right. are completely changing everything. It is yeah. Ravens in uniform only. So John Harbaugh right. will go back to his special teamer days and not so much about the defensive minded. Like if they could really giddy up and run 20% more offensive plays every game, they could mm -hmm. I mean they could win the Super Bowl if that works. They've got the skill position yeah. player for it if Lamar Jackson stays healthy. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. If they go like 12 and 5, 13 and 4, win the division instead of the Bengals and Lamar looks good under Monken. That, that would make a lot of sense. But that's going to do it for us. Make sure that you tune back in on Friday to the Locked On NFL podcast for your boy Q and Chris Carter breaking down all the latest news. Um, again, one week from today, folks, we're going to be here with you breaking down the first NFL game of the regular season. We're almost there. As I always tell you guys, start your weekend early on Thursday and stay safe out there.